But I gave the dude just like the subtle head nod. But then I swear to God, it was like a demon was being like possessing him because he was just like, Aah! and his whole body just like tilted upwards. And I'm like, you do not have to do that much, man. You don't oh, have God. to go that far. You just have to give it a quick head nod. He's like, no, no, no. I need you to know that I saw it. I was about to say, the only time I can ever see something, I've ever seen a reaction like that to eggnog is probably the first time I tasted it because I didn't know what it was. Oh my god. And it's not that it's it was like bad because I like word, eggnog. Have you been hearing the words eggnog this, eggnog this whole time? Yes. Oh no. What we have here is a failure to communicate. No, I'm talking about oh God. He- head nod. Like a nod of the head. I was about to say, it's real weird that you guys are talking about eggnog in May. Well, not just that, giving out eggnog to people. You know, I just hand this guy some eggnog and he's like... <laughs> well, yeah, of course, that's that's on brand. That's, um... I'm sorry, it's got the mental image of it. You have to, you have to add your own brandy at home. Here you are, sir. Oh, damn it. I put, I put a little extra kick in it for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I told you about my new soda I'm coming out with. It's called Midget Legs because it gets a little kick to it. Oh, no. <laughs> you made you made a bad one, too, now. I, I made another funny <laughs> did the tra- did the fucking credits go? Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time! It's time! For a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two Best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he. The B to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. Hold on, I'm lighting a candle. I'm lighting a candle. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Hold on, I'll be right there. Okay, I'm here. Hello, my friend Scotty Uh, Moore. Scott, 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 the man. I love you. (laughs) You're setting the ambiance for your new sexy backdrop. I know, the one that we... I haven't got a chance to talk about yet. Yeah, um, well, you got. I've also got my new backdrop. Everything's changed. It's completely different. Since Mule Day has come and gone, the whole world has changed. Yep. And by sexy backdrop, I, <laughs> I know that you mean my unfinished and unkempt bed. And oh the, yeah, and the, and all the wood paneling. The wood paneling that looks like it's been here for fifty years because it has. Mm-hmm. Man, oh. And, of course, you do have the tiny wines set out. Actually, you're probably only down to one, but it's fine. Two. It's okay. Oh, okay. So you got your tiny wines. What are their... Have you named them yet, your tiny wines? Um, well, this one is, uh, get. Get. This one is in. This one is my. Barely. And this one is mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought you were going to do an awesome Austin Powers goof. You remember that? Yeah, if there was anything awesome about Austin Powers, I'd do a goof. How dare you? Goldfinger was good. So, well, unfortunately, 
I have. Been... It was gold member. You piece of shit. Oh, that explains why I thought it was so good. I was watching the James Bond film this whole time. <laughs> I was just like, well, I don't even see Mike Myers, but it's really good. It is. It's he's just really good at playing these different characters. Yeah, and but unfortunately, from I do not have any uh, tiny wines to enjoy. Because I had a big old bottle of bourbon that I was going to celebrate when we recorded the lost episode of BS last week. Oh. And oh, that that baby's gone. Which means I can't even show off the skills, but I can show her off the official mascot of Mule Day, Becky the Whiskey Unicorn, um, who... No longer has a bottle inside of her skull, but usually has a bottle right here and can just shit whiskey. Just shits pure whiskey like a real unicorn. But yeah, now all I've got is a bottle of scotch. And I found scotch makes me... I understand why, like, angsty writers who end up eating shotgun shells later in their lives... uh, that why they're really into scotch because I become a I'm like not not a sad boy, but an emo boy. I become a Spider-Man three Toby Toby Turner. Oh, when I drink. Did you just say Toby Turner? <laughs> yes, Toby Turner. You know, okay. Spider-Man Toby Turner. Yep. Um, mm. This is where we are now, isn't it? This is this where is we the are. The place in life. This is our place it- in life. It it doesn't make me feel as good as I thought because I legitimately miss things and fuck up. Oh, so, you know? So for a minute, you're like, wait a minute, is Spider-Man's alter ego Toby Turner? And I've just been very confused over the past 20 years of my life. No. Is this a Shazam situation? God, that movie did come out, well, the first one came out 18 years ago, didn't it? It came out on May 3rd, 2001, which... No, 2002, because it was after 9-11, which is a weird thing for me to remember precisely, but I do remember it. How the fuck do you remember that? I don't know, but it is in my brain. It's permanently in my brain that May 3rd, 2002, the first Spider-Man film came out. Fuck, it is. Okay, if you go to Wikipedia and if you look up that film, the cover art that you see on the Wikipedia page was the screensaver to the computer that my parents had at the time that they gave to my grandparents, and that is still there to this day. Oh, my God. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. We're getting a little spooky here in May. So should we get into Mule Day festivities? First, I would like to say on the spooky aspect, if you do see anything weird happening in my background, please don't tell me, because this is the house that... Sadly, both of my great-grandparents passed away, and so I don't want to hear any of that shit. (laughs) Oh, no. Hold on, what's on the TV? I mean, fuck, we are now giving up on doing a show, and we're just like, what's on the TV, buddy? It's Archer. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was a really old episode of Scooby-Doo, and you were using it to keep the the ghosts at bay. (laughs) (laughs) He's studying. He knows how to stop ghosts. Oh, yes. Uh... The the sad thing about that is I'll only know how to stop fake ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, it turns yeah. out that the whole time you think it's the ghost of your great-grandmother, but it's actually just your mother dressed up in, as a ghost. And you're like, the fuck was the point of this? And you're Why like, are I don't you know. doing this? So just to get your inheritance, son. But you already... You but, already have that! that yeah. 
Also, I'm a ghost. I'm. I forgot to tell you that, son. I'm a ghost as well. Mom, when did that happen? I don't know. A few days ago, really. What? What? D oh, son, you're a ghost too. Blake, no. I'm sorry, buddy. I have to go. I don't feel so well. I don't feel so <laughs> good. So, because I'm a ghost and I'm fucking dead. You don't have to it's bring a... that up about ghosts, man. That's fucking racist. Don't be talking about that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, anyways, Mule Day. I went to see Blake's play, which was a very fantastic... We're going to really get... We're going to deep dive yeah. into that play later, but... Now, Scotty, I think you should recap Mule Day, even though the last time that we had an episode was when we decided we're going to do Mule Day, apparently. Yeah, well, we recapped Mule Day on the last episode, and then everything fucking went to hell. So, I mean, we might as well just do it again. Um, so, then afterwards, I was like, Blake, there's this place that makes amazing Kentucky mules. We need to go. Because last time I went, it was a very slow night, apparently. Yeah. It was very easily sat at a table. Me and Blake get there to find not a damn bit of parking. And it is fucking bumping. <laughs> it is popping off no. in a way that says me and Blake should not be there. Yep. To be fair, this was a part of town that when Scotty and I were in school, in college, yep. that you would not go to at night. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And now, literally every good restaurant in town is opened up over there. Mm -hmm. Every good restaurant, every good bar. And that is where the people go to party. Right. So we end up parking, and me and Blake are like, it's so bumping in the place we were going to go that there's a line, a red velvet rope, and a bouncer. And I just remember being like, oh, no. We... This is a pizza place, by the way. Yeah, it's a fucking pizza place with, like, an arcade. I was like, we don't belong here. We don't Not need... tonight. Well, actually, I still maintain that if you stayed in your outfit that you wore in the play, where you looked like an extra from a Watsky music video, that we could have got in. My boy here knows Watsky. Let us in. He's about to drop his out new SoundCloud mixtape. At that point, it would just be like, oh, shit, that's Watsky. <laughs> Watsky's here, man. I love X-Infinity. That was dope. Yeah, man, just don't ask me to rap tonight, because I'm my rap saving my voice. Man, my rapping, I pulled my rapping muscle. I uh, was out there on stage rapping, and I just had a pulled something. And now I've got to talk real slow. Yep, that's what it is. Which is the opposite of my gimmick. <laughs> it's the opposite of my thing. So, we end up going to a burger place, which if you're a long-time listener of BS, you will know it as the location where Blake's friend Duke ate so many burgers that he vomited across the bar, but then got his name on the wall of fame, yep. apparently. Yep. Um, it's called Jack Brown's Wonderful Burgers. Yeah, it was really good. They weren't big burgers, which made me a bit suspect about their burger record eating, because I'm like, I think <laughs> if I was hungry enough, I could crack that. Although the well, that's what Duke thought. <laughs> yeah, Duke thought the same thing, boy. Uh, the fried Oreos, I think I could kill. Anyways, back to Mule Day. Uh, you had a beer. I had uh, a ginger beer that I did not ask for because it was cranberry or some shit flavored, and so I had to get my actual ginger beer in addition to it. Yeah, but the cranberry one actually was alcoholic, so... No, they both were alcoholic. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I nice. asked for it. 
so then we go to like this Irish pub where uh, we pay cover, we go in, we both get a mule because it is fucking mule day. And then we start playing darts, which is a thing that is very <laughs> unlike us. But I was just like, we're doing it. We're going to play darts. We're going to be that, those guys. It's that weird competitive nature that sometimes comes out within our friendship. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, I'm going to kick your ass at darts. But here's the thing. When you're playing like 501 or 301, the first, it's the opposite of basketball. Whereas in basketball, literally the last five minutes are the most exciting. The first half of darts is really exciting and fun. But when you get to the end, where you have to get real precise with your shots... Yeah. It starts to suck dick real quick because you're just like, all right, time to hit a one. Oh. 32. Fuck, okay. I just remembered how that game ended. With you winning? Well, I knew that I won, but I remembered how I won. I don't think I remember how you won. What was the big deal about it? Okay, so, Scotty, you and I were both rocking our jaunty caps. Oh, shit. Y'all forgot about this. You dumbass. (laughs) And as we'd reached the home stretch, each one of us needed to hit a single point value. I think I had to hit a one. You had had one, I had two. Yep. And Scotty comes in here. He thinks he's going (laughs) to do some Ash Ketchum shit. No, no, no. I was was going for fucking full on, oh shit, what's what's the arm wrestling movie? Over the top. I was There's an arm up. wrestling movie? Yeah, do you not know about Over the Top? Oh, it's so we'll good. Get... Oh, God. So, there's a scene in Over the Top where in, or- in order to get an advantage, which, by the way, this should have been in the Buckwild movie tournament, and I'm surprised we didn't put it in, but in order to get a good handle on your, uh, you have to go over the top. So you grab the hand, and then he takes his fingers and just, like, wraps them over the top part of the hand, then grabs his hat, turns it backwards, and that gives him the strength to pap and win the arm wrestling competition and save his 18-wheeler. I don't really know what the plot was. I just know that was how the movie ended. See, the problem that you encountered here is... You have to have a real true bond with the hat that you turn over yeah. for it to give you its strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could tell you you and that hat just have barely gotten to know each Me other. And my, that, now, if it was my load of BS hat that I've had for a two, <laughs> couple years now, that would have killed it. But yeah. this was just some hat I got on a Disney trip recently. Meanwhile, I was in my newsboy cap that I have had since I graduated high school. My dude, I popped that baby on. I turned it around. <laughs> I said, let me show you how it's done. And boom. Bow. I hit it. Well, Bam. not only that, it's a matter of like, it's the hat that literally every fucking thing I have to draw you in, you're wearing it. It yes. is one of the identifying characteristics of the Blake that you don't wear often on the show. I don't I don't wear it often anymore because it's showing its age yeah. and I want to preserve it. Right. Um, but I love that hat. <laughs> so yeah, we play darts, Blake wins, then I'm like, okay, well cool, there's like this courtyard out back. It's really hot in here. Let's go out back, and we should be fine. And we went from the inside where there was, like, this band playing this really nice, peaceful... Not peaceful, but, like, punk rock music. We are like, that's cool. Then we walk outside, and it's just like... Bah! 
Yeah. Bom, bom, now, bom. I will say, it was peaceful to our standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we walked outside, and a fucking pony is playing. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to chug this drink, and then we're going to go. <laughs> and then uh, I ended up drinking another Red Bull and tequila anyways before we left. That's actually the same rest or place where, uh, I don't know if I told this show on the podcast, but I told it to you that night. You didn't tell that show? Yes, I didn't tell that show. And oh. So, uh, no, I was in the bathroom, and I was walking out, like, I washed my hands, did everything, and this guy walks up to me, he's just like, hey man, you need to take this. What? And he just hands me a fucking full beer. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm very nervous about this. But I don't know, like, I don't understand. You don't roofie people. like You don't roofie by randomization, meaning that he ain't roofying me. Well, it's kind of a little bit. Well, no, he didn't. Now, see, if that person had been targeting you from the beginning, but the one weird way to give a person, this is, this is, this sounds like a dude that's like, I have had too many, I can't drink this. I need to get rid of it. And instead of going to a fucking trusted friend, he's just like, Ginger boy, you, come here. Take this and enjoy your night, brethren. Hang I might have pissed in it. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I definitely wrecked wrecked that beer at the end of the night. Um, so, yeah, that was our mule day because we left. We ran into a friend who literally, we just kind of became a path he had to get around to get alcohol because he was like, hey man, yeah, it's been so long. It's so nice to see you. I really want to get drunk. Like, we were like, yeah, man, how have you been? Yep. I, I've been good. I really want to get drunk. And that's and all he would do. I felt really bad about that because I know he's been dealing with some shit. Yeah. But he's caught himself together enough that I'm like, okay, you, you can have this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was something. And then, of course, we met our good friend. Homeless Joe. Our good friend, who uh, he's a novelist. I contemplated asking him to join the BS Publishing firm. Uh, he was a comedian. Yeah, he was a comedian. What? He also had written a book because he was like, "Man, I've got a few pages left in my novel, and if I get on that stage and talk talking, these people they're gonna realize what love is." Just up, man. I'm like, now, I was like, I want this on. dude on the podcast. I want to ask you. It. Knowing that you've written a book before, you've written several yes. at this point. Yes, thank you. What does it mean when somebody who is writing a book says they have a few pages left? Um, okay, for a very lengthy amount of time, I said I only had a few pages left in Corp, and I'm fairly sure that's when I had 20 chapters left of my 50-chapter <laughs> book. Fair so enough, Homeboy enough. did not have – he had a ways to go, I think. Um, but, yeah, that was something, and – at first, he seemed like a nice guy, but then at one point, he, he, there's always a point in the conversation where they start going and you stop understanding them, and the only word yeah. I understood after that was crystal meth, and that was the point I was like, all right, Blake, unfortunately, we are not going to have a guest on the next podcast. We need to get well, out of here. That was about the time that I was like, yeah, well, you know what? Have a good one, man. We love you. <laughs> we love you, buddy. Oh, man. So, Okay. I feel like this is something we need to break down, though. What did you learn from BS Lint? Like, did was the experience rewarding in any way? Did it teach you 
I will tell you what the fuck was rewarding. <laughs> that, that was Moscow Mule! <laughs> that was going almost three months without a hangover. Oh, yeah. That's always good. I think it taught me. I think moderation was very, like, something I learned out of it. And, yep. like, also, like, I've learned to appreciate the taste of alcohol more now. As opposed to just being like, I just want booze. I'm now like, I want to make something that tastes very delicious and enjoy this beverage, but I do not want to get to the tipsy zone. Uh, uh, believe me, I have numerous times since BSL has yeah. been over, but like... I also learned that I need to find a guy who can get me some of the devil's lettuce. <laughs> so if you're out there and you know Blake totally not a cop tanner wants your devil's lettuce... And I actually have found a dude, but still. Oh, oh, that's good. I'm happy that you've gotten that in your life, Blake. Yep. He's a great guy. We're in a show together. His boyfriend does drag, and he's really good at it, actually. F what? That's a story for another time. You have the dopest drug dealer of all time. Yeah, buddy. Is, well, hold on. Is he... Personally, can we just say this is a comedy skit for a comedy podcast and should not be used against Blake Tanner in a court of law? So is the drag queen the drug dealer or is it no, the no, boyfriend? No. It's a boyfriend. Oh, okay. I'm down with who, this. That's fucking he, awesome. Yep. Who He is four years younger than my mother. Oh. Wait, hold on. Was he in the play that I went to see? Yes. Mm, okay. Describe him without saying the name for the authorities. No, I actually I want you to guess just off the top of your head of the characters you remember. Okay, how old is your mother? Because that's gonna be important. Oh, that is not the question I hoped you'd ask. Oh, okay. I just I need an age no. group to go out of. Oh, just, just, just right. break. What? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm... No, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> oh shit, he's only three years old, younger than my mother, cause she's forty-four. Okay, so forty-one. Mm, no, that dude was younger. That guy was younger. I'm. I'm ruling out both old farmer boys. Oh, are you? Oh! <laughs> well, by old farmer boy, which ones do you mean? Because it was one of, it may have been one of the young farmer boys and not the one you know. Oh, no, no, that's where I was going. I was going, what? that dude's 41? Right? There's no way that dude's 41. He looks like 12. He looks 12. real good for it. He looks 12 years old. He is a very tall man. No, I was really hoping that it was going to be the character, the guy who plays your father, who in the plays just this <laughs> gruff old man. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, boy, come on over. I'm going to get you some of the devil's lettuce. Come on and hang out with my drag queen boyfriend. Uh, we hotboxed in his mini Cooper <laughs> yes! last night. I thought you were talking about the old man, and that made it even better. Come on, boy, step out to the Mini Cooper with me. 
We're going to smoke a little bit of the... We're going to have a little few daddy <coughs> cigarettes. Now listen here, son. Daddy I'm going to tell you something. You may have just died, but I'm going to give you some of this good good, and you're going to forget you're about gonna it. You're going to forget about that death real good now, boy. Let me just step on in. Have a case of this tiny wine and then smoke a little bit of the Jesus lettuce with me. It's very good. I don't know why you turned into a Cajun man. And now I'm the Kentucky Colonel. And now I'm the Kentucky Colonel, my boy. Let me tell you something. You think my chicken only has 11 herbs and spices, but this is the 12th herb right here. (laughs) The 12th herb. Only it will soon be available in its full form in Canada coming up next year. (laughs) Wait, is that legit? Probably. Oh, you can also buy it in all of all of the states that allow recreational good good. <laughs> recreational good good. And you know what else you can get in all of the states, Blake? Pee break. <laughs> you can take a pee break. Or, of course, you can go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up your BS merch. We got merch for all your favorite BS uh, shows, stuff for Fight Boys, Opposite Attractions, the BS Network YouTube shows we used to do. I got stuff for that over there. And then, of course, a load of BS shirts. I make a brand new shirt for the podcast every single week, month. Month, not week. Cannot put that on me. But yeah, we got like the anime shirt. You can see the logo right here if you're watching on YouTube. We got a shirt with the uh, Load of BS podcast logo, which you can see on the bottom left corner of the video. And then, of course, the brand new My Little BS shirt, which um, I, I'm kind of ashamed of. I mean, I'm happy because uh, someone's already bought it off the fucking website, which means we're doing something good. But yeah, it's me and Blake as ponies, and we're fucking adorable little babies, and uh, not exactly proud of it, but it's something you can buy over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Okay, so Blakey T, we need to get back into the world of your play, because man, I seen it, I enjoyed it, but I think uh, much like, much like Le Miserable, much like Phantom of the Opera, Sweeney Todd, it needs that Hollywood treatment, baby. We gotta oh make a movie out of this bad boy. I thought I was actually gonna hear your hot takes on this show, what? which actually terrifies me what? somewhat. No, no, we gonna get into it. We're gonna get into the plot, let everyone know. So, spoiler alert for those of you at home who have never seen Blake's play. What's it called? Low Special Boys. Yep, what's it called? The the diviners. <laughs> I prefer yeah. los los drowny special boys. The dr- it's the drowned boy. <laughs> so I think um, you know I think the one problem I had is the fact that in the beginning it tells you the ending. They're just like you see this fucking dirty boy on stage in his overalls. He's gonna die. That just ruins it. You know what I mean? Like, you need to... That ruins the ending. The whole time, I'm just sitting there waiting for someone to pop you in the back with a gun, you know? Now, see, I've heard a lot of different opinions on how the show begins, and it's it's interesting to hear everyone's different takes on it. No, but... (laughs) 
Like you know, you know I'm being just a fucking asshole right now, right? This, oh, I know, I this know. Is I'm not just saying. My genuine opinion of <laughs> you, you genuine piece of shit right I'm now. Not being serious. Okay. So, anyways, we go into the play. They're like, "What's up? This uh, overall special Botsky motherfucker is gonna die," and then it gets into the play, and like it's been so long that I'm just gonna give a very apt description of the plot of the play. As best as I can remember it. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> so, it opens up on these two boys working in the fields. And they seem like they should be important, but they don't really have much, much say in the plot. <laughs> like, I think one of them wants to fuck a girl at one point. But otherwise, they're not really that important. And then this big Santa Claus boy comes up, who I think in the film is going to be played by Tim Allen in the Santa Claus fat suit. Okay. <laughs> and he walks we in. We do and call he, him Santa Claus. And he walks in, and he's like, we, we need more power. And by power, he means water. At which point, in comes our special boy, Garrett. <laughs> That's not his name, but okay. Garrett Wetboy comes in and he gets a special stick. His name is actually Buddy, by the way, which well, that's makes a sense because everyone calls him Bud. That's a nickname. His born name by Christ was Garrett Charleston Wetboy. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, that was the name his mother gave him, but his mama ain't around no more. <laughs> I love the concept of that's why he got rid of the name. He's like, my, my, my mama's dead, and I refuse to be her name anymore. So Garrett Wetboy goes around with his special divination rod, and he finds water. Because apparently he's got special water-finding abilities. He, yep. he is a waterbender, which is unfortunately not explored enough in the play. I feel like it should be. Well, the thing is... He's so scared of water that he doesn't know he can bend it. That's which, what it is. Yeah, which really plays into the ending. I was fixing to say, if Homeboy knew he could bend water, the end of that play would be drastically different. <laughs> and so, anyways, he uh, he realizes that he can bend water, and then it go he goes to his house, and he's got this old ass... This guy is also played by Tim Allen in the movie, but without the Santa Claus fat suit. And he's just like, hello, this is my boy, Special Garrett. And that's actually the original name for the play was Special Garrett. And then, yep. then uh, Garrett goes out onto the porch and just starts fucking with some shit, I guess. I don't know. He starts eating a banana peel on stage. Um, oh, also, the divination rod definitely breaks on purpose. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do you know how many of those fucking rods we've gone through in this show? I will bet a lot because I saw that thing break and I'm like, I wonder if this is supposed to happen on purpose. And then later someone has to use the rod in that scene and they just yep. hold it by Oop. one of the handles. And I'm like, that's not... It don't, oh, it, that was that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because most nights when it breaks, it's like, oh, there's still two handles at least. No, no, there was only one handle, and this old le creepy lady is like, teach me how to work your stick, boy. Touch it. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is also Tim Allen in the film. 
Tim Allen's pulling Eddie Murphy business for our film adaptation of this. Oh, God. Also, Special Garrett is played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, which is not much difference from the uh, adaptation that I saw. I... Oh, oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) And... Yeah. Well, the thing is, we can't get jtt around anymore so it's just gonna be me playing jonathan taylor thomas playing special boy garrett (laughs) blake tanner is jonathan taylor thomas as special boy garrett in the diviners coming soon so anyways whole this bro walks up to the house also garrett's sister is there and she's a sweet lady anyways dude walks up to the house it is like hello everybody I was in an I was in a musical of the Music Man as the guy who comes through, but apparently I need to be in a different play. <laughs> That's a good yeah. That's a good take. <laughs> I used to teach about Jesus, but something happened, and I don't like Jesus anymore. Can I have work on your farm? He don't like. It's not that he don't like Jesus. He just don't like preaching Jesus. Yeah, he's not a fan. So, anyways, preacher starts hanging out with Garrett, and he teaches Garrett the special magical ability to count jelly beans. <laughs> and and oh, keep going. And then the sister of Garrett falls in love with uh with with our with our new guy with Music Man. <laughs> What were you saying? For those of you listening, Blake just kept up with the giant jar of jelly beans. My dad got me this jar of jelly beans as a gift, and I am almost positive these are jelly belly jelly beans. I know for a fact that he has put some of the gross flavor jelly beans in this jar. I'm crying. Um... I have the ass kicking hot jelly beans you could throw in there as well and just make it really bad. So, anyways, he learns how to count jelly beans, and along the way, um, the music man person, who, of course, as we all know, as <laughs> Toby drowned him. And Toby drowned him. You are not far off because his last name is Showers. Yeah, I know. That's why I wanted to make it as obvious as possible that Toby drowned him, is hanging out with Garrett, and then he also starts, like, getting a thing for Garrett's sister, which I don't know how Garrett feels about that. Probably not. Probably don't care because he's a special boy. Yeah, Garrett doesn't really know. His first inclination is like, oh, you got a sweet dog. He don't know what a sweet dog Mm -hmm. is. Garrett also does not refer to himself as I. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's in the edited version, and we're doing the full R-rated version where Garrett's just like, you gonna put your dick in my sister? Please don't! Hey. Hey. Hey, Mr. Drownum. You gonna fuck her? (laughs) You gonna fuck her, Mr. Drownum? He don't like it when he fucks his sister. So, um, anyways, start sweet talk. But the townsfolk, they haven't had a Jesus man in a while. And Toby Drownum is the only Jesus man they've got. So everyone's just like, he's the Jesus man. And he's gonna, he gonna bring the Lord to us. Look at how he works so well with that Garrett boy. Because, like, him and Garrett, they're getting along really well. Also, like, there's some shit about trees and stuff. But, I mean, like, I don't know. That's whatever. 
basically, Toby's trying to teach Garrett to live with the fact that his mom died. Oh, by the way, spoilers, his mom died when he was, like, four in a drowning accident. Yep, because Garrett was drowning, and his mom was like, I'm going to save you, son. Oh, no, I'm dying now, too. Something about the phrase, a terrible drowning accident, made it sound like <laughs> she was already drowning, but the accident was when she died from it. Um, so, cut to... Hold on, let me see how much longer we got in this segment. Oh, we got a while. So, anyways, cut to the end of the play. And, um... Oh, also, this whole time, special boy Garrett, he don't like water. He's not a fan of water. He's not a fan. Well, it might be because he almost fucking drowned once. Yeah, well, there was that one time where, like, him and his mama were in the water, and then his mama was fucking gone. Yeah, so that might be an issue with water. And and he doesn't know where she's gone, and no one will tell tell him straight up that she's fucking dead. Yeah. Because Special Boy Garrett don't understand what death is because he's Special Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, like, because of the fact that he don't like water, he a dirty, he's a dirty Special Boy, too. So very dirty boy. Very nasty. He's itchy all the time. Well, he's got the ringworm. He's got ringworm. And because, it's like, and so, like, they try putting on, like, salve, like these cold salves to wash it off. These warm salves. Oh, have, warm. Boy. I'm sorry. I'm right sorry. Warm. I got it. I got it mixed up. Warm save to mix it up, make make special boy Garrett's feet not itch, and then finally a doctor. And by doctor, I do mean Fat Tim Allen comes in and is just like, "You need cold water. That's the only way to kill the ringworm." Which I don't know if science. I needed to listen to a Sawbones episode on it or something because I don't know if that's scientifically accurate. It's. Not. It's not. But this is the 1930s. Yeah. And so, uh, at that point, Toby Drownham looks at Garrett's dad and is just like, You knew the whole time! You knew this boy needed cold water and you refused... Now, this scene is going to be very hard to film because it is going to be Tim Allen arguing with Fat Tim Allen. Who, who is going to be playing Mr. Drownham? Mr. Drownham? Um, <laughs> Toby Keith. It's... Toby Keith as Toby drowned him. Okay. Uh, and so, well, I mean, there is that awesome five-minute interlude in the middle of the play where he seduces Garrett's, <laughs> Garrett's sister by just being like, how do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way! And so, anyways, Toby, uh, Toby's sitting there and he's yelling. He's yelling at old man Tim Allen. And it's just like, man, you knew that the boy needed cold water and you wouldn't do it. And he's just like, well, the boy, it's it's hard. <laughs> like, literally the scene breaks down to, it's fucking hard. I can't explain. Like, it's hard to put the boy in cold water. And, yep. Yeah, and so he's like, you know what? We gonna do this. Come with me, Garrett. And Garrett's just like, yes, Mr. Toby. And so, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! This is this is right after Garrett has the horrible epiphany that his mom is still in the water. Oh yeah. Also, fun fact: there's a random scene where Toby just bitch slaps Garrett for no reason, and it's not brought up for the rest of the fucking play. <laughs> He's just like, "I need my space, Garrett." 
pop! And then, like, they're just like, all right, I guess that they're still cool. I- yeah, well, that's because Garrett has still has his jelly beans. Oh, okay. Well, that's so <laughs> Garrett has his jelly beans. Is going to be the first piece of merch we sell on Hot Topic shelves about this movie when we get it released. Garrett needs his jelly beans. Garrett gotta have his beans. <laughs> okay, so now cut to the end of the play. Garrett the bean boy. Yeah. Oh, also he's really into root beer. I forgot about that. He really enjoys root beer as well. Yeah, um, all he drinks is root beer. And the lady He is a run, very sick boy. Yeah. Was the lady who ran the root beer store the one who was super religious, or was it the lady who ran the jelly bean store super religious? The jelly beans. Okay, so Garrett and uh, Toby go off to finally wash Garrett of his sin, which is actually what it is. Uh oh my gosh! Joining us in chat is someone named Jelly Man. And I think he's been summoned by Garrett needing his jelly beans. Oh my gosh, what's up, jelly man? So anyways, Garrett and Toby start going down to the water to wash Garrett of his sin. And then on the way, they stop by the jelly bean store and he's just like, I gotta take the boy to the water. And then the religious jelly bean woman is like, oh, you're gonna baptize Garrett. He's going to wash him free of the, the Satan, and everything's going to be fine. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then she's like, I'm going <laughs> to... Damn it. Jelly Man just goes, Jelly Beans is my Mexican cousin. I love you, Jelly Man. <laughs> okay, so um, they start taking Garrett down to the water, but the problem is the Christian jelly bean woman gets, like, real hard off on this, because she's just like, oh, we need to bring a choir down there. And by choir, I do mean two fucking people. So, what ensues is a beautiful scene where Garrett finally learns to trust the water, and he swims in it, and he realizes that water's not bad. You know, I feel like there's one point we want to drive home and leave the people thinking about is the fact that water is not bad and could never hurt anybody, Blake. That's what the story is. Well. Cut to. Well. Cut to Jesus Woman and Jesus Woman 2.0, a.k.a. her daughter, standing on the edge of the bank and singing Jesus music, at which point the preacher, Toby, is like, uh, I'm washing a child right now. Can y'all not be staring at us? I mean, I'm I, there's a nude boy in the river, and I'm kind of needing some privacy here. And, well, unfortunately, lesson number two of this film, never take your eyes off the prize. Because the prize also... Or never take your eyes off the special boy who is four years old in his mind. Yeah, because in that meantime... Garrett starts to fucking drown, and Toby drowned him, living up to his name. Goes under the water like three times, tries to rescue Garrett. Finally, pulls Garrett. For, does it? Does he pull Garrett ashore? No, Garrett dies. Well, no, no. I mean, like I knew the boy dies. Oh no, he dies he... in the water. Okay, so he died. He dies in the water with his mama, and then cut to the end of the play, where. 
fuck it, man. Like, the whole town commits suicide because Garrett's dead. The special boy that they all vowed to take care of and love died. is dead. I do want to know, like, because, like, a lot of what I read about it was just, like, how badly Garrett influenced the town. How Garrett taught them all to love again. I'm like, it seemed like a lot of them did not pay attention to Garrett. Hence why they let him drown in the river randomly. Well, it's one of those you don't know what you got till it's gone <laughs> things, isn't it? That was my favorite song, dude. Don't know what you got. Oh, by the way, this whole thing is a musical. Yeah, it is a musical. Hence why we got brought in Toby Keith. Because we thought, like, we needed a singer. Which, okay, not a joke. In the play, do you think Toby sticks around afterwards? Cause it's all I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking like I just drowned your son. I don't think I yeah. need to live with you anymore. Even in the way we did it, like we had all of the cast members sitting on the stage the whole time, except for poor Garrett and Toby. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Garrett and Toby were memories. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fucking Toby, Garrett and Toby Adventure Boys. And that's this new hit film coming from Fox, starring Tim Actually, Allen. Tim Allen. It's Tim because Allen. Toby. It's because Toby hangs himself soon after, so they're both no, dead. Don't say that about Toby. Toby was a good boy. He just he had to live up to his his family heritage of the Drowndoms. His family was very Drowndom. Yeah, they they all had to drown somebody, or else they wouldn't. Uh, so yeah, that's the new hit play, The Diviner, starring Blake Tanner as Jonathan Taylor Thomas as fucking special boy Garrett. Garrett, uh, they change his name afterwards to Garrett Drowned. <laughs> Garrett Drowned. So, uh, did, how did I do? Did I nail it? Yeah, that was pretty close, was actually. Pretty... Five out of five. <laughs> five out of five. Accurate description of hit film The Dividers. Starring Tim Allen, Tim Allen, Tim Allen, and Tim Allen. Also, Jellyman, you're definitely in the exact right stream. You are home now, my Jelly Boy. Actually, Jellyman, I want you to look at my screen. I, hold on. You see him. I don't think showing the jelly beans is going to help because that's just being this like, is I, your home. I've kidnapped your family. I've got your family. I have. I've got your peachy cousin. Oh, God. Oh, no, is it a Bernie Bots? It's not. I just don't like jelly beans. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, I don't believe Blake. <laughs> Blake does not have vodka in a water bottle. He has wine in a tiny wine bottle. Yeah. Oh, man. But you know what else we have, Blake? We have love and abundance. And support from all of our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's where you can go to support these good BS boys. And, of course, you can join our Discord, hang out and chat with us. You get uh, exclusive... Fuck yeah, I haven't posted on there in a very long time. I'm sorry. It's literally just to help us out. And if you can... We thank you all the much, and of course, we'll shout you out every single week on the podcast, like the Patreon Saint Deborah Moore, like Scott Moore, like Miss Jenny Side, like Alvis Edgehart, like all of your favorites. And if you yep. want to join them, you can over on at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And I will say, the more people supporting, the more stuff we can give out. 
Yep. I just... <laughs> Jelly Man, I don't want to talk to you. You left me in the fridge for five days. <laughs> Could be worse. You could have ended up like Special Boy Garrett and drowned in the ocean by Toby. It was a river. Oh, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. The reboot actually takes place in San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> you drowned we're going to have to talk bay. some in these meetings, aren't we? Yeah. And so, Blake, that... Damn it. I really want to talk about something really quickly. And I'm, I'm going to give yep. us a five-minute limit to talk about uh, about this. But it's something that has been on my mind, and I cannot get it off of it. Okay. Okay, you remember like mid two thousands, yeah. when like Surge, the Surge Mountain Dew came out, and that was when they were like, "We're gonna start taking normal sodas and making them extreme." So you had Mountain Dew, and it became like Surge, and you had like all these different sodas that would start to kind of have like a more pepped up version. Yeah, I remember a fucking Dr. Pepper ripoff that was like extreme Dr. Pepper with energy made for men. And I remember the logo. It was like dark red against like the, it was not crystal Pepsi jelly, man. It was like this dark red and this kind of faded yellow logo. And it was all kind Mm -hmm. of boxy. And I cannot remember for the life of me what it was called. And I just keep getting into just like, it's not Dr. Pepper anymore. It's, Jones. Oh, wait, shit. Jones is an actual soda. It is. It wasn't Venom, was it? No, it wasn't Venom. I remember Venom. It it had... I keep remembering, for some reason, I think the slogan was like two four-word... Two four-letter words. And I don't know why the words get fucked keep coming up. It's Dr. Pepper 2.0. Thank you, Jelly Man. It was... No, it was Dr. Pepper Fuck Buddy. (laughs) Dr. Pepper Fucked. Spelled F-U-C-K apostrophe D. Yeah. Come get fucked with Dr. Pepper Fucked. It's got 24 flavors. 24th flavor, Crystal Meth. But we've also got a 25th flavor. Pure Colombian cocaine. <laughs> Pure Colombian cocaine. I just, I, I, it's insane the amount of things that are in my Google history of me attempting to find this. Like, I've got just like, discontinued soda. Discontinued soda from 2000s. Discontinued soda. Red and then faded yellow. Like, I've got no... <laughs> Sir Pepper. My Pepper. So far, chat is being less than helpful. I cannot remember what it's called, though, and it's insane. Is it like Jolt? Fuck. It was... I don't know if it was a Jolt. It was like four letters. And it was... Fuck. And that was it. It wasn't... It wasn't any one of the vaults, was it? No, it wasn't vault, but it was like vault. It was in that same vein of like a Mountain Dew, but hyped up. Except they did it for Dr. Pepper. Was it Dr. Blast? Dr. Dr. Jizz Blast. Um, (laughs) I don't think so. Let me see. Is Dr. Blast a real thing? Apparently. Oh my god, what is this? I don't think this is... This is horrifying! See, if I was in a better place right now, instead of ingesting all four of these wines that I didn't think I would drink... I would be able to help you. 
Now, I have found drpepperimposters.com. That's not the official website, but, like, there's Dr. A+, Dr. B, Dr. Bash, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Dr. Becker, I'm sorry. That would suck if they were just like, we're just going to call it Dr. Pepper. That's all it is. It's our Dr. B. Uh, Dr. Dynamite, Dr. Extreme, which does sound like it should be it. Dr. Fizz, Dr. Fresh, Dr. Hyvee. No, Jelly's got it. It's just Coke. <laughs> it's just called Coke. Now, here's an interesting one. <laughs> and it might be my... We have to go... I don't know where you can buy it at, but it is just called Dr. Nut. <laughs> if you want that Dr. good Dr. Nut. Oh, God. Wow, dude. We can straight... If we go to the right places, we can handle it. We got Dr. B and Dr. S. Scotty, yeah. we have to get to the third segment or I'm going to explode. Blake, I'm, I'm almost through this giant page of Dr. Ripoffs. There's Dr. Whatever, Mr. Ah! Which I don't know if that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. The Skipper, Mr. Pib, Pib Extra. Just called, one's just called Dr. And according to them, Cheerwine is a ripoff of Dr. Pepper, which I do not believe. What? I don't... Hmm. Okay. You keep doing this. I'm gonna go pee. No! Blake, damn it! <laughs> Alright, so Blake, I, I thought I found it, but I definitely didn't. I thought it was Dr. Enough, but Dr. Enough is apparently... And it firstly is spelled E-N-U-F, and it's definitely just a ripoff of Mountain Dew. But oh. let's just go into the BS Buckwild movie tournament where I think I think we kind of got an easy week this week, buddy. Yeah. We have Despicable Me 3 versus Come On and Slip. And welcome to the gym. Come on and slip. Now, I, I want us to hold off on definitely saying that it's Space Jam. By beginning with a revisitation of Despicable Me 3. Okay. Because, I don't know. I mean, the fact that they got one of the founders of South Park to do a children's movie is pretty buck wild. I will say that. Um, let me see. The fact that they decided to, for some reason, give him a shitty brother... That's pretty up there on Buckwild situations. The fact that it's a sequel already lends itself well to it. The third in a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, should we... Do you want to go into quotes, or do you want to go into trivia to see which... For this Buckwild search into the world of Despicable Me 3? I'm be honest, this is all you, so whatever you want, buddy. Um, I think just trivia, because the quotes may not be what we want um let's see oh no so you know how upset a lot of us were when we found out like tony Stark, iron man's only gonna be in a few more films and then he's gonna be done well steve carell has unfortunately announced that he is stepping down from the voice of Gru. He said this may be his last film as the voice of Gru. However, he stated he would, if he was asked, he would do a cameo in any sequels to the Minions, which does unfortunately mean that there has to be more Minions movies in order for Gru to take off. 
Um... However, I will say this. He said he'd step down as Gru. He did not say he'd step down as Drew, the evil brother who <laughs> flies away with the minions at the end of the film. Meaning he'd start getting despicable Drew. Well, that's something. Yep. All right. Let's see. There's apparently a whole lot of Pink Panther stuff. The flux capacitor is in this. What? Okay. Alan Tudyk was supposed to be Balthazar Brat, but instead, uh, it was sent under the pseudonym of Double Bubble. Oh. And so, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa! Do you want to know everyone who was considered to play Balthazar Brat? Because I found the list. That would be nice. John Malkovich. So, that would have been a very... Because I've seen the character. He's a very 80s boy. And I don't think John Malkovich would do the best in that role. <laughs> uh, Bruce Willis, Will Forte, Ashton Kutcher, Andy Samberg, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Josh Gad... Ed O'Neill, Ed Helms. These are all pretty good. Oh, wait. Who's his last name coming up? It's John Cena. God damn it. I would hope that they somehow based the character entirely around who they got. Like the John Malkovich one would just kind of like be this very old man. And then the John Cena evil villain is just John Cena. That's it. It's just John Cena. Well... Isn't any of John Cena's parts just just kind of an amalgamation of a different part of John Cena? Fair point. Very fair point. Um, let's see. The robot re resembles the children from South from the show South Park. I don't think so, but okay. Hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, dude, we're getting into some Ready Player One shit, because apparently Kit from Knight Rider is in a fight scene at the end. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Kit from Knight Rider just shows up. The army cool. of dolls that he sends to kill Gru are referred to as the Brat Pack, which is a reference to the name of the actors in the 80s who were in films like Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire. Hmm. So... Blake, you're gonna, you're gonna love this one. You, you, you Beatles fan, you. Well, there's a scene near the end of the movie where Gru's wife runs to rescue them, but she runs there in a helicopter while carrying uh -huh. a giant pink diamond, and her name is Lucy. And according to the fucking IMDb uh -huh. trivia page, this is definitely a reference to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And not okay. just blatantly saying, hey, this is a character fulfilling what needs to happen in this film. Okay. Yeah. So that's all we have coming from that realm. Let's now go into... Oh, man. I know we're supposed to be... We're supposed to be kind of unbiased, but let's go into what's going to win this section, Space Jam. Uh-huh. And I want to do something a little different because I know for the last one we explored, like, we've been exploring the trivia and what's behind the scenes. I want to just explore one specific thing, and it's the Wikipedia page for Lola Bunny. 
<laughs> I know. Oh, no. She is a well-regarded sex symbol of a- animation. Okay. That's a sentence mm. you can see. So, the way they break down Lola Bunny in the Space Jam description is the best shit I've ever read. Lola was created to serve as a romantic interest for Bugs. Uh Lola has a curvaceous body, wears tight Uh clothes, and poses seductively when she first appears on screen. In response, Bugs is instantly smitten, and several other male characters ogle at her. Lola demonstrates her basketball skills, and then the film makes use of a Tex Avery gag concerning the libido of males. Bugs floats up in the air and then crashes on the floor. The effect serves to reduce Bugs and his fellow characters to stereotypical guys. What the fuck? I feel like I'm going to jail for reading that description. It's so insane. Oof, 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 oof. That don't feel so good. What's bad is, like, when I was a kid, she does seem kind of like a very progressive feminist figure, doesn't she? She's the best sports ball player they have. I suppose that, like, for the time, that was what that kind of character would be. Uh... Lola does have a feminist catchphrase, don't ever call me doll, and her athleticism is not a typical feminine trait. Damn, Wikipedia. Damn. Woof. Uh, Animators had in mind for her to be more tomboyish, tomboyish, but feared that she would appear... (laughs) They wanted her to be tombo. (laughs) She wanted to be tombodet. I'd let her leave the light on for me, if you know what I'm saying. Well. Uh, They feared she would appear too masculine, so they ended up emphasizing her feminine attributes. This is fucking gross. Lola is injured by one of the opponents in the basketball game, and Bugs rescues her. Bugs receives her grateful kiss. Ugh. Just the phrase, Bugs receives her grateful kiss. Her grateful kiss? (laughs) That's a... Ah, I've seen this movie so many times and I've never even thought about that. Her grateful kiss. I can't. And I know so many people who, like, love Lola Bunny as, like, a positive female symbol. Why are you describing her like this? She is a tough-talking, no-nonsense woman who's extremely independent and self-reliant. She is highly athletic while also incredibly seductive in her behavior. I can bet there is a fur fucking suit in the home of the man who wrote this article. This Lola Bunny is credited as being the character that launched a thousand fur fetishes. <laughs> yeah. I will say Which, not completely not not under like not com- it's understandable. Yeah, I was about... You just turned into Porky. I'd pop a boner. I don't know. I'd pop a boner. She's described as a Hoxian woman. It just feels weird to talk about this character 
in this children's movie as incredibly seductive. But well, then again, this is a lot of the, this is okay. Go go on. Well, this is off the Wikipedia article, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means that, like, once we're done here, we can change that. Yeah, <laughs> we just get rid of all comments about it. I will say, Ooh. like, um, oh, dude, I forgot about Lunatics Unleashed being a thing. I'm sorry, I just reached that on the page. Oh, no. Yeah, you remember that? The superpower post-apocalyptic Bugs Bunny fucking movie? Yeah, but, and it was weird. Yeah, but no, what I was going to say about the about film is the fact that a lot of the Buckwild movies we have can be summed up to have a sex over-sexualized female character in a children's movie. Like, uh, it, there's one in mm-hmm. um, Food Fight, isn't there? Yes, there is. Um, actually, both of the main female characters are very over-sexualized. Yeah. We'll get into that next week. in a couple weeks. Um, or next yeah, week. Oh, dude, we got a toughie next week, because next week is fucking um, Bad Lieutenant versus Food Fight. I know. I don't know which one I need to research more. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then in Good Burger... I know Good Burger didn't make it to uh, the top eight, but I will say in Good Burger, there is in fact Carmen Electra, who is uh, being Carmen Electra throughout the whole film. And this may speak to the fact that I can't remember what we do from week to week. What did Good Burger go against? Good Burger, oh, what the fuck did we fight Good Burger with? I think Good Burger, in all honesty, went against the lobster. I cannot remember in all, like, I, I can look it up really quick, but. Yeah, but that's interesting. I thought it would have went against one of the ones next week. Well, uh, no, I don't think so. Hold on, let me see. Pulling up the thing for the BS Buckwild. Quick review from the BS Buckwild movie tournament. Let's go into it. Oh, shit. It just opened randomly on your, uh, why is it, it opened all my Excel spreadsheets over your face. <laughs> okay. So we had All Dogs Go to Heaven versus Hulk. All Dogs went on to win and then went on to defeat Grimsby in the second round to move on to the final four. Then we had the mm-hmm. Goonies versus Despicable Me 3. Despicable Me 3 then won, but then went on. I'm just going to. Should we. Are we going to say Space Jam did it? Please. Goes on to defeat. Be defeated by Space Jam in the second round. Then we had. Bad Lieutenant versus Sorcerer's Apprentice, which were both very good. Bad Lieutenant mm. won. Good Burger went against Food Fight. Oh, damn, that's a good get. Then, of course, we got Food Fight, Bad Lieutenant next week. Grimsby versus Pass Through, Grimsby won. Uh, Lobster versus Osmosis Jones, Lobster won. Nin- oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles 2 versus Nothing But Trouble, Nothing But Trouble won. And then Space Jam versus... Oh, Space Jam got a bye week. That's right. I forgot we just let Space Jam on. We're just like, Space Jam, you got this. We believe in you. At at that point, I've been working on shows since January. And at that point, I was just like, fuck it. Space Jam. Fuck it. Blake's like, my movie this week is also Space Jam. Thank you, gentlemen. I also think it was... I've got so many movies that I picked in this battle. Yeah. That's like... <laughs> well, to be fair, moving on, I at least have one in the final four because I got Space Jam up there. I don't give a damn. Uh, it, the thing about this week, though, is both of the movies that 
were going up against each other with a one. Yeah, I know. Picked. It kind of sucked dick, but it's all right. <laughs> what was my other one that I that won? Oh, Grimsby, which I'm very proud Grimsby purposefully got its ass beaten by All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yep. But I think what we're also going to do when we finally get the final four is we are going to do a weekly release, I think, on the official BS Network Patreon page of a listenable track so you can watch these the final four along with us and kind of help make your own decisions. Yay. Which we may actually do during that week when your parents are not at home and we just fucking party it up. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? Oh, fuck. I learned that Sutter Home Moscato is only best enjoyed with a fine film of dust on it. <laughs> and I learned that Dr. Pepper fucked is my new official drink of the summer. Get nice. fucked. Nice. All right, so uh, Blakey T, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya. That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A on YouTube and Twitch. We do some things. And you can find me doing all the wonderful podcasts here on the BS Network Eh. that I'm in. Well, that's basically every show except for Opposite Attractions until hopefully our new show is coming out. I've not not recorded it yet, and I've yet to come up with anything for it yet, but hopefully we're going to have a new show coming out in the next month, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, if you want to find out about that, make sure to follow me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And to buy all of my books on Amazon, there's Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Risen, Queasel Corp Revelations, the entire trilogy. It's finally out, and I really hope you guys love it. I've worked really hard over the past three years on it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And then, of course, BS versus the Gods. The first ever spin-off novel of a podcast, other than that one Night Vale one, because fuck. But of course, Oops. it's a book about me and Blake, where we go and fight evil evil demon god creatures, and it's really dope, and I enjoy it a lot, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, make sure to check out all the other BS Network products. There's Fight Boys, the show where we talk about pro wrestling. There's Opposite Attractions, the show where me and my buddy Jim Murphy try to design our own theme park. We just started season three. It's going to be extremely fun. It's going to be a theme park that's actually just full-on based around Opposite Attractions. So I have my own side of the theme park. Jim has his own. And I get to just fuck mine up all I want. There's a giant stadium where we record fight, where we can record BS in. I put in a a wrestling ring where we can record fight boys. None of this is real, but it's whatever, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to check all that out online at a load of pure BS dot com and make sure to donate to our Patreon to support this lovely show right here that you're watching, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can find us at a load of pure BS dot com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, because we will see you next week. <laughs>